Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Well, y'all, as you know, I get nothing but joy uh, from connecting with women and from highlighting women who are doing great things. And today isn't any different. I woke up. I'm happy. I'm thankful. And we have joining us a woman who is a speaker. She is a best-selling author, a podcast host, a podcast host that Forbes calls and mentions and credits her as being the top 18 female-led podcast, which is amazing. Uh, a podcast that has over 15 million downloads. Let's just pause for that because that's pretty damn awesome. Help me welcome to the show, Miss Lori Harder. Hello, Lori. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, I'm excited. I am, you know, it's really awesome. I was, like I told you before, as I, I always research and kind of refresh the folks who are being on the show and I'm looking at these accolades and I'm, and I'm knowing that's not easy. I'm knowing that there's a lot of work that goes on to, I mean, you have a lot of shows you recorded. My goodness. What are you in the 500s now? Like where, <laughs> what is that? Wow. Wow. That's all I can I say. don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah. where I do it. <laughs> you know, but you get I on love, a schedule. Yeah. But what I love about your platform is that you're really spearheading and focused on helping women make lasting relationships that support their long-term goals. Why does that matter to you? Oh my gosh. I it's, you know, I think relationships in general are everything. And I think the power of female relationships is something that is so um, untapped, even though we think we've kind of tapped into it. I think that the more that we are all coming into our own voices, if we can learn how to utilize and communicate with each other better, um, we are, we are truly unstoppable when we're together. And this is so important to me because I actually grew up not really having that. And when I first started, uh, really starting to achieve my goals, which wasn't until, probably my mid to late twenties is when I realized, um, you know, I, I went from this story of thinking I could never finish anything. Like that was actually a mantra in my head for so many years. I never finish anything. I had never finished a pro, uh, you know, a project I was homeschooled through high school. And unlike now with homeschooling where you're, you know, more parents are involved and there's different things that can help you through it. Um, my parents were not involved at all. And it was very much, and I love them. They're, they're amazing, but it was not, it wasn't set up that way. It was like, I was never completing literally anything. I moved out and just got a lot of different, um, retail jobs. And I just, I couldn't, I just didn't believe in myself to even finish anything. So, um, for me later on, when I started to achieve different things, I, was just like, you have to do this for yourself. You have to complete one thing for yourself. And then when I completed one thing, it was like, okay, let's try another thing. And then I kind of started getting addicted to achievement because it felt good. It was the first time that people started saying things to me and noticing me ever in my life. And when I started doing that, it was really like, 
okay, I'm going to achieve everything. So as I started achieving things, I realized that I could only get so far and I was exhausted on my own. Like I remember thinking, this is great and everything, but it is so not worth it because at the end of the day, doing this alone is miserable and you can only go so far. Like I was hitting a glass ceiling and I was super lonely and I had this realization that even though I was achieving all of these great things on the outside, it was so not worth it. And I literally was ready to throw in the towel and be like, this is, this is nothing that people think that it is. And I met another woman who was kind of in the same arena as me. She was doing a lot of different fitness things and fitness coaching for different people. And, um, you know, was trying to be like motivational speaker and different things like that. And she was feeling the exact same way. And she was like, Hey, I think that we should have this group where we hold each other accountable and we kind of like treat each other's goals as our own. And we should invite in this, another woman too, that we don't know. So this woman who was pretty much a total stranger to me, um, we decided to connect and then invite this other woman in who both of us really didn't know, but we kind of were doing the same thing. Um, and we decided to be really structured because we had read this book by Jack Canfield called, um, success principles. And he always talked about masterminds in there. And he was like, you know, you can do it in a really structured way. Um, we decided to do ours every two weeks for one hour. We would divide the time. We came up with like all of these agreements and these rules. And we were so like specific and stuck to these rules that it was, it, it might sound crazy right now, but it literally changed my entire life because it was something that we stuck to. And we had these agreements of treating each other's goals as our own, Um, and now I can trace back everything, like the much bigger growth that came later after afterward, I can trace it all back to being supported through this group or getting connected to different people through this group or having my comeback rate. Um, you know, where normally if I would get discouraged from something, you know, I remember when I was writing my book and I got like, I went to 22 publishers and got 21 no's, literally 21 no's in a row. And I remember the only thing that kept me going was this group saying, keep going, like get back up. It doesn't matter. Like your comeback rate um, is so dependent upon the people around you. Meaning when you get down, when someone tells you no, when someone tells you your writing sucks, when someone tells you you can't do something, when someone tells you who the heck do you think you are? Like if you have a group that same week or that same day telling you, to ignore those people and reminding you who you are, you're going to come back a lot faster. So that was, it was completely life-changing. And I realized about three years in that I, I thought every woman, every person needs this. So that's when I actually wrote the book on how to have groups like that and all of the different um, things that we as women tend to kind of screw up on when we communicate with each other Um, and really talking about how to overcome those things. So that's why it's so important to me is because I truly believe that if we understood how to connect and communicate and treat each other's goals as our own, that we could accomplish anything. Oh, you are preaching to the choir. Literally our hashtag is we build, we win uh, because I truly believe that women, we are the answer, period. We are the answer. Mm -hmm. We set the tone. We raise the children. What mama says goes. So I believe that when we work together, we are unstoppable. Um, You know, and and Mm -hmm. this is something hearing you speak about the beginning of this, because, you know, for you guys listening, Lori has turned that passion and that first mastermind into two successful, uh, thriving seven figure businesses. So that structure, that work. And I'm listening to you and I'm laughing at myself because I have started at least five masterminds and 
every time I start one, we start off great. And then I don't know if I'm just picking the wrong people, but they fall off and I wind up in a closet motivated myself. And I'm sure you can relate to that. <laughs> right. Yes. Because I know the importance of surrounding myself around like-minded women, which is why we have this podcast. This is my mastermind. Like I get to hear from people like you and, and other women who are out here battling this, this world alone for the most part. And I get motivated and I, I often get frustrated because I feel like I don't understand what mark we're missing and why we're not getting that. All we need to do is lean in on e- with one another, forget the companies, forget anybody else signing off on anything. If we say, no, we're not having it, the world will listen. And I don't understand mm-hmm. Um, why that's such a challenge. So you, maybe you got some insight on that. Like <laughs> maybe you, you know, I, I really do have some insight on that. And it, it's only because I just like you had failed so many times in trying to set these groups up. Um, and it's frustrating and you feel like it's you, or you feel like what, what is going on that we can't just stick to one thing, or maybe we're doing it wrong. And Truly what changed for me was having having harder conversations up front. So actually I start with this conversation of, you know, because I've started another one since for different reasons now in my life, like for, you know, sometimes you have a different business or sometimes you want a different type of support and the same women who were maybe supporting you in business are not going to be like on your, you know, your friend team. Because maybe you only have certain things in common. So first of all, I think it's really understanding that you need different people for different things. Sometimes we try to go to our friends to like support us in business and they're on your home team. Like they don't necessarily need to be on your business team. So it's differentiating between like what teams do you have? And sometimes your business people who are going to support you aren't necessarily anyone you would ever hang out with. Like you know, on a day-to-day basis, but maybe they're so freaking genius around, you know, business and showing up that they might be the people who are going to support you through this. So I think number one is recognizing that you might have to go and tap into a totally different community and network in order to be supported in the way that you want. Number two is to get really clear on what your intentions are with that group and writing it out into agreements and what that looks like. And number three is to share those agreements and say, this is what I'm looking for. Is this something that you would be interested in? If not, totally fine. But if so, like, I'm so serious about this that if we, you know, miss more than two meetings, like I'm actually going to pull myself out of this group and find another one. And that is not easy to say, because guess what you are? You're a big old B if you... (laughs) pull yourself out of a group or you say, Hey, you you know what? You're not showing up and I'm showing up for you, but you're not showing up for me. These are not easy things to say, which is why we tend to just kind of back out and say, Oh, there goes another group that didn't work. But the more that I've had the tough conversations, you know, Tim, Tim Ferriss has a quote that is one of my favorite quotes in the entire world. And he says, your level of success will be dependent on, upon the amount of tough conversations you are willing to have. And I just always remember that because wherever I find resistance, I know that if I want a life that I love, I have to go there and face it immediately. Um, otherwise, you just keep sweeping it under the rug and pretty soon that rug isn't big enough. And you you, you literally, you just are living this life that is on everyone else's terms. So I think, um, you know, one of the biggest things is that I had to realize that I'm not going to be everybody's favorite if I want a life that I love. I'm, I'm just not. And that's the suckiest thing because I think as, as women and 
You know, I do think that we, a lot of us were raised to be people pleasers and it's much easier to not offend someone if someone doesn't show up or it's not the right group and just to kind of let things go or say, hey, it's okay, instead of holding each other accountable to what we once wanted. And I think that's why this original group that I, um, or that we all started together is so effective is because they really hold me accountable. And it doesn't always feel good. Like there'll be times, you know, I'm traveling or whatever that looks like on a vacation. I'll be like, hey, could we just pause this week? And they're like, "Mm, no, we found a way to do it on ours. You got to find a way to do it on yours. And I'm like, Oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> but so necessary, right? But so, uh, necessary. so necessary. Wow. And and let me tell you, like, there are just about every two weeks that we do it, I don't want to show up because we do it at we do it at 6 45 a.m. on my time. Ooh. And I don't even like I wake up at seven normally, you know, that's like my time. And I, so I get up at six that day and I don't really ever feel like talking that early in the morning, but I always know. That if I just show up, something magical will happen. And that's like the belief you have to hold, right? Like, I know that you hold a belief somewhat similar to that because you wouldn't show up for this podcast when it's hard. Like you just said today, you had something going on that you were surprised by and you didn't want to cancel. So you're in your car. Like, look, you you make it happen. <laughs> right. Like, make it happen. have a life you love. Yeah. You make it happen. More Brunch and Slay after this. Well, I have been one busy lady, y'all. I have been working on a project and finally it's live. As you know, I started Brunch and Slate as a event pop-up series that totally morphed into what it is today. Along the way, I'd work with brands and they'd contact me and say, hey, we want to connect with you. We want to get in front of that audience. And lo and behold, it became a business. Y'all, I have not been very vocal about starting it because I didn't know what the heck I wanted it to be. But I'm here to tell you that BAS Media is here to stay. We are an extension of Brunch and Slay. We're an agency for folks just like you. I have decided that I am going to use all the years of marketing and sales background I have to help small businesses build a win. That's right. BASmedia.net is where you can find out all the information about how we help leverage all that you have as a small business to get you on the right path to become a big business. Everything from building a website to local design, brand audits, and even social media management. All under one umbrella, all at affordable costs and rates because I too am a small business and I know the challenges I had when it came time to find resources, people to help us, and even people to publicize us. And we have it all at one place. Head on over to BASmedia.net. Be inspired. I'm so glad. I mean, a lot of that resonates with me. Consistency is key, period, to everything we do. Mm-hmm. Um, the tough conversations, for me, I think I've always given myself, I guess I'm realizing now, I, I know I know I'm intense to other people, just like I'm sure you know you are. Um, we realize that people not liking it comes with the territory and I'm okay with that. Um, I think the hard part is something that you talked about earlier when we, when you're finding people and you're trying to find similar industries so that you can, you don't want to necessarily start depending on what you're needing. You don't want to start a connection with someone who can't at least speak to what you're going through. You know, if I, if I don't want to be a football player, I'm not going to join an NFL mastermind. Right. So that would not Mm -hmm. motivate me. 
Um, so I love that you talked about segmenting. And I and also, I think when I was very young, the first few I started, it was my friends. And that's why I laughed and I giggled uh, because that is right. My friends want to go to brunch with me. They don't necessarily want to slay in every way that I want to slay. They want to... Yeah play brunch, right? <laughs> In some ways. And that's okay yep. because I need that, I need that balance, right? I need that that person who says, Amir, we don't care anything else about your business. Let's just stop it. Like you're full of yourself right now. Like whatever. We need that. <laughs> right. And we yep. need the but we also need those people who say, you said that you wanted this by September. Where are those chapters? Where is that you know, we need that accountability. So that is that is really um, that's resonating with me. And that's something that I'm definitely going to look for as I, whenever I, it's the spirits moves me to go masterminding again. Um, I, I love too, that you, you really focus on emotional thriving. And, you know, as, as I learn more about you and your brands and on all of your platforms from, you know, podcasting to light pink, which we'll talk to talk about later on. Um, I think about, emotionally thriving. And I know you've had to do some pivoting in this climate with your business, but in the state that we're in right now in this country, in this world with so much change, so much turmoil, so many tough conversations. And I'm glad you spoke to that um, because that's, that's the part of the problem. We as women got to be okay with the tough conversations don't last that long. Just do it. Rip that mm-hmm. bandaid off, do it and get it over with because we need you. When I say we, I mean the people, the country, the nation needs women of all ethnicities to take charge right now. The boys have shown us that we need to, we need to give them a timeout. Like it's time in my opinion, right? It's (laughs) time. And I, I know that we've been on this movement and we've been talking about empowerment, but when it comes to the emotional thriving, like right now it's tough, you know, I was just, not only am I doing this podcast from my car right now, right, but I'm doing it in the middle of a COVID-19 pandemic and a racial pandemic, and a lot of feelings and turmoil and traumas are being unearthed, but the show must go on. So from I know you've been pivoting too, so I'd love to hear from your perspective how you're handling and navigating uh, tough conversations and things that you have to do during this time. Yes. Um, you know, I, th- I think that it is, I mean, this is where I was just on a, on a podcast yesterday and I was really talking about, um, well, it, it was like a webinar so I could ask them some questions and they could respond back. And I was asking, um, you know, what some of the biggest struggles are and it was all just uncertainty and like not knowing how to show up or not understanding how to pivot or just completely uncertain, not knowing how to respond right now. Right. And, I think that I I think we're all observing that some of our default responses are coming back, which is actually a really good thing to recognize. So, um, you know, for a lot of people, a default response is to um, uh, like d- try to defend themselves or what, whatever they're doing. A lot of people's default response is to um, like back down or not say anything. A lot of people's default response is to um, hide or to be upset or to cry. And I think it's really important to look at those and acknowledge them, not be upset with them, but just say, Oh, okay. This is an old default response. That's, that's coming up for me and give yourself some time. Because I think the thing that happened, because this all happened so fast, 
Like we were dealing with a pandemic and then everything else just kind of came on top of that, on top of normal life, right? Like everyone has a family and everyone's trying to just get by right now as well. And I'm finding that people aren't actually giving themselves any time to sit and think about how they actually feel about things and how, like what they are battling with as far as like their past default response. (laughs) So for me, I had to look and observe because my past default response was to um, avoidance. Like, well, maybe if I just avoid, right? Like that was just something that I noticed was starting to happen. I was like, oh, I'm just going to avoid and I'm going to look over here. And in order to get through anything, we cannot stay in our default response. We cannot do it. So number one, I think it's looking at what default response is coming up and knowing that our default response has not gotten us to where we want to go in the first place. It's actually the thing that keeps us from making any sort of um, life change, any sort of improvement. So I'm really honestly just telling you from my experience what I what I And that's all you can do. And that's all you can do. And thank you for that transparency. I think as you were saying that I, I I am thinking back over the last week and a half of posts that I've seen and I've seen some folks post it from a white perspective. These are these are some self-reflections you can do right now. These are 10 things. All these conversations are great. Right. All these CTAs are great. Um, But when we really think about it, I, I like that the honesty of our default. We're all human. I'm not saying that we're not. I think that we just have to. And I and hearing you mention a lot of folks are how do I respond? And I hear, I'm hearing that a lot. What do I do? And in, in, two, in two ways, one, I'm glad people are asking themselves that. How do you respond? But I also want to empower people to not think so hard on it. Not think so hard on when you see someone you know is hurting, what do you say immediately? I'm sorry for your loss or I'm sorry that this is mm-hmm. happening. You express empathy. You bring yes. a casserole right? You offer to babysit their kids. You do things to show that you care. Mm -hmm. And I think that Mm -hmm. we are so worried about past transgressions and Mm -hmm. perception and so terrified of how things will be perceived. Action speaks so much louder than words. And I think Mm. if we just practice that, um, and my favorite saying of all times is to do unto you. And we know that's the golden rule. So not type unto you, not caption unto you, not Insta story unto you, but do. And that means getting out there and rolling up your sleeves. See, actions can't be misconstrued. Actions mm-hmm. can't be pulled up uh, and, and held against you when, you're, when what you did was went out and bought some groceries and made something from your heart and said, I know what's going on, friend, and you might not feel like cooking. And I just want to let you know I got you. That's action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that so much because, you know, it, well, there's a literally something I live by is action cures anxiety. And I actually think action cures pretty much every feeling that you're uncomfortable with. Because when you are in action, there's actually no time to feel like guilty, bad, questioning. So, you know, when you've worked on, let's just say what you were saying, like when you've worked on projects or when you're helping someone out, you're not sitting thinking about, oh God, I should be doing this or what should I be doing? You are in action. And I find that when we're in action, whatever that looks like, just like you said, um, it's like, you're not think you don't feel stuck. 
you know, you're not thinking about what you should be doing. And, and just like you said, I think the, I think when you are wondering what you should do, you have to ask yourself, if you were in that situation, what would you want done to you? And you just want people now more than ever. I think we need to be checking in on each other, no matter if that conversation feels awkward and you don't know what to say. Um, you know, I, the, the first week that this was all happening, um, I reached out to, um, a couple of my black friends and I literally had, I, I didn't even know what to say. It was actually a, an awkward conversation for me because I said, I don't know what to say, but I want you to know that I love you and I'm here. And it was so, I didn't know what to say. And the conversation like continued from there. And I, you know, we talked and we were learning, but it was that initial, like, I almost avoided it because I thought, I don't know how they're feeling. So I don't want to call or to text. And I was like, well, the only way to know how they're feeling is to ask how they're feeling. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, just to actually pick up the phone. And sometimes I don't care what it is. Like, you know, um, I was just sharing with you that we had someone who was just like the light in our family pass away. And I, people don't know what to say. They don't know what to say, but I, I can tell you that it feels better when people just say, I don't know what to say, but I'm here. Like that means everything. Absolutely. I agree. And I use that analogy because I too am like you. Typically when it comes to death, when people pass, I have a hard time calling. I have a hard time reaching out because I don't know what to say. I typically send a card because I always feel like I know me. I wouldn't want a lot of phone calls. Uh, In some instances, I typically don't. And I know that people still want to feel like they touched you. So that's why we make the casseroles. That's why we pick up the groceries, you know? (laughs) And so I'm using that analogy for myself, y'all. I'm preaching to me as much as I'm preaching to you. Um, I I think that these are, that's a great way to look at it, you know? And as we're still navigating, I like that we talked about life is still going on, right? Businesses had launch dates, campaigns were Mm -hmm. set, uh, things are paused. And, but we still have to get back to whatever sense of normalcy, right? So you've had to make some big pivots. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know you have something launching new like pink that is Mm -hmm. is your baby. And how has this pandemic and COVID really affected that and made you stronger Uh, or even are you even stronger yet? Like, are you on the middle of it? Right. Where are you? (laughs) Right. Let me sort through those feelings (laughs) for a second. Um, um, You know, I you just look at what you can do right now. Um, so light, light pink is a, um, a, hold on. I haven't talked about it. Oh my gosh. It's a, a female centric, um, alcohol, uh, company that has a give back component component to female entrepreneurs. And it is a light, uh, wine based seltzer. So it is, um, you know, I really wanted to, with the book, a tribe called bliss. What I did with that was it was all about what we chatted about in the beginning. And that is teaching women how to connect. And while the book, you know, did amazing and I was so excited about it and it connected so many women. And I see all of these different groups of women who are thriving from it. I still felt like it didn't hit the amount and mainstream women that I wanted it to hit. And I had to sit back and say, what am I missing? Like, what, why did this not do what I thought it was going to do? Now it did, but on a, on a smaller level. And I was like, oh my God, I'm asking women who don't really read books or do book clubs to be super structured 
and like to really look at their crap and say, you know, where am I, where can I take accountability and how are we, you know, how can we connect better and to show up, you know, maybe it's once a month or once every two weeks. Like I'm asking people who have never done this before to really show up. And I was like, okay, so what is a different way? Like where are women already connecting? And every single answer I came up with was, oh, they're having, they, they think that their girls night is like how they connect. They think that, you know, um, happy hour is how they're connecting, except I don't know about you, but I can't tell you how many happy hours I left real sad and drunk and not very connected. (laughs) Let's not even play the video footage. Okay. Let's just keep that one moving. I'm just like, this is not how we're doing it. So I thought, what if I created a cocktail that was light that allowed women to like have a couple cocktails, still feel good and not, you know, have all the sugar. And what if I put questions like made it so cute and female centric that also they just felt like very connected to the brand and got curious about it. But what if I put questions on the back of the can, like the whole back of the can is actually questions that say, better questions, get better answers, grab a friend and go deeper. And so it's three questions that are going to help lead you into a deep conversation that you've probably never had with your, even your close friends before. Um, you know, for example, like one of, uh, and the questions are always rotating on the can. So one of the questions is like, if you really knew me, you would know that I, and it's a fill in the blank. And I mean, those are questions you've never asked your friend before for the most part. And So I also believe we're just, we're a few, um, you know, deeper questions away from all of the answers that we've ever needed. And we're afraid to ask those questions. So, you know, just like with the book, I was always like, blame the book, blame the book. Like the book is asking the questions for you to get the answers. And now it's like, blame the can. The can is asking you all of these deep questions that you might get, you know, these incredibly beautiful answers to that completely change the direction of your evening. So the whole brand is based on that. And it's not just a small question. It's like the can is like based around like these questions and connection. Um, Not to mention, I just feel like there's so many brands that don't necessarily just call to women. Um, And I'm finding, and this is really interesting because as I'm launching, I'm having so many people say, we're really worried because this only speaks to women and you're avoiding half the market. And I was like, I'm actually more excited because I think that women are craving more things speaking directly to them. Like I'm trying to make it so it's undeniably like I want it to like when women see it say that's for me. So that's what we're doing with that brand right now. Well done. Well done. And I love that you dug deep. And sometimes we don't talk about that part, right? We, Mm -hmm. We have a calling on our life. We know that we're supposed to be evoking change in some capacity. You know that in your spirit. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. And you feel yeah. like this book is it because you read books and I read books and it makes mm-hmm. sense for us. But how do we meet those friends where they are? And I love that you dug deep, just similar to brunching, right? We brunch, we drink. We know that where yeah. you are. <laughs> we know where you are. We want to meet you. But we also want to come out better because we met, mm-hmm. right? And that's pretty damn awesome. And, yes. and do these people who are trying to trying to put doubt in your mind know that women do all the buying who do you think's buying all those cocktails at the liquor store come on give me a break You're gonna <laughs> exactly fine. exactly where would we be <laughs> without our haters give me a break people <laughs> it's like so, who's the ones buying all this <laughs> yes and, and another you know you you are on a mission for change you have something also called the bliss project yes 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that is an annual, it's, it's once a year and it is a three day event. So you come Friday through Sunday, um, for like total immersion, um, all about, you know, connecting and just really changing the stories that we maybe that we grew up with, um, really, uh, looking at our family patterns, looking at how we connect with other women. Um, it's fun. It's challenging. It's eye-opening. It's, I mean, it's really just, um, you know, because I, I was a personal development junkie. Like, name an event or personal development thing. I probably tried it. And I just took all of the things that worked for transformation for me and decided to just put it together into a weekend. Um, and also, I just think it's so important to make personal development a little more fun. Like, I get that some people like it a certain way or more serious, but I just, I cannot do that. Um, fun is my North star. And if it's not fun, I, I can't hang, I can't learn. So I was like, how can we make this not so heavy? Like, how can we look at it, but also laugh at it? Um, and I think that's a huge part of actually, you know, growing is being able to laugh at yourself. Um, cause this is not pretty and you are going to screw up and you are going to say the wrong thing and people are going to say really awful things to you. And if you can't just laugh at it and also know that, you know, it's not, it's not your stuff and you got to just focus on what you can and find your people. Like that's going to be the thing that, that gets you to anywhere that you want to go is fine. Just keep trying to find your people and your people are going to change, you know, as well as you grow along this journey. Um, but they're going to be the thing that are going to pull you through all of the tough things. And we know that even from like researching, you know, science, like people, people who live the longest are the people who have community. Like we're like, it's, it's not even all about this, you know, yes, it's about healthy eating and all of the things, but number one was people lived the longest who had felt like they had thriving community and support in their lives. No, I I mean, that's well said. I know that as we evolve and come out of our new normal right now and we dive deep into, because a lot of people, we've been doing a lot of self-reflecting. Like you have no choice, right? You're looking at yourself every day. Grownups haven't had this kind of break since high school, since we had summer breaks, right? Like, so, so it's a, it's a, it's a lot of uncomfortable things going on because people are discovering there's a, it's a sense of discovery, right? So might as well keep on digging ladies. We might as well keep on digging. And, you know, as you navigate this launch and light pink and, and bliss project and the podcast, what vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey? Oh my God. I love you. That is so sweet. Um, you know, I exactly like what you just said, um, prayers to just, uh, like listen, cause I believe we are given everything that we need. If we ask, like get intentional with asking. So I will get intentional with asking. And, you know, if, if you want to send prayers around, just helping me see it. (laughs) Yeah. Just helping me see it. I don't think anybody's ever said that. So that's awesome. And, Mm. and that, you know, I'm supporting that. I'm sending that your way. I want you to see it. I want us all to see opportunity to improve life, right. For the next generation to improve ourselves and continue to have conversations and continue to shine a light on each other. Cause it's the only way we're going to go. Women have, we have the power, <laughs> you know? So yes. yeah. Now where can people follow you and how can they support you? 
Oh my gosh. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Lori Harder, but I'm really having so much fun collaborating with everybody um, on my light pink page. So it's at drink light pink. So that's kind of where all of my energy and focus is going right now on just highlighting different women in our community that we love. And um, I'm obsessed with funny memes. So we're trying to do some really fun stuff over there. Just we're trying to make it a page that's actually just really fun to follow and encouraging. So you can go over there. And if you follow that, that would be freaking amazing. Wait a minute. I thought you might want to know about what's happening next week. So I think that's important, but and also saying that I remember that I was very candid about my journey in the beginning. I was sending out monthly newsletters. I was pouring my heart out to these women, um, telling them I was close to quitting. And, you know, I've been quiet because it's been a hard month again. And just even if it was one response, one comment on Instagram, a DM. These things have kept me going because it's validation. It's like, okay, someone sees me. They need this. They reminded me why I've done this. But it is important to have a community of some sort, just people you can really reach out to, relate to one-on-one and just, you know, cut all the BS. You guys heard it. Go ahead. And when can we, do we have a launch date? Do we have the actual in-stores date or we'll find it yet? Let's pray for the fall. Yes. Okay. We're okay. aiming we're aiming for the fall if all goes well. Right. Well, you know, Brunch and Slay, you guys know I love a good cocktail. So, you know, I'll be talking to you about it and, and supporting I'll be and sending going you out. some. So. <laughs> well, I will definitely be pouring it up. So don't you worry. <laughs> well, guys, I know that, you know, I hope that this episode brought a little joy to your day, uh, kind of got some things moving around in you and remember, help you remember that if she can, I can, we all can. And until next time, this is Bunch of Slay. 